Welcome to Bible Chicks, women who are normally just as is, but we're at our supernatural best when we choose to read, believe, and live out God's Word, whatever's going on in our lives. So get ready to laugh with us and be blessed as you hear our unique stories and inspiring music. Thanks for joining us. It's going to be good. Reading, believing, living His Word. Praying, never receiving all the truth that we've heard. Loving and growing and hoping our faith is showing. Don't you know we're Bible Chicks? Hi, I'm Carol Brewer, and welcome to another Bible Chicks show. Today we have with us a wonderful guest, Dr. Candy Mamula. She's a counselor and author. She says she's retired. I don't think so. You should see all that she's doing. It's going to be amazing. And do you remember the old song by Johnny Cash that says, The Folsom Prison Blues, I'm Stuck in Folsom Prison? Candy is not stuck there. She chooses to go there and minister to women, and we're going to hear her incredible story in just a minute. But now I have a chance to share with you a song. It's a scripture song. It's from Deuteronomy 6.5. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. your soul with all your strength. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your can't think of anyone who loves the Lord more than Dr. Candy Mamula. It's such an honor and privilege to have her today. I would say doctor of the heart. That's who Candy is. Welcome, Candy, and God bless you. Thank you for coming. Thank you so much for inviting me, Carol. I am thrilled to be here. Well, we're thrilled to have you, believe me. You have, uh, you're an author, you've done incredible Bible studies and devotions, and you're the author of three books. Now I can call him Father, Abba's Precious Daughter, and your most current book, Intimate Conversations. So you have shared your heart with so many, and you understand identity in Christ, and that is your forte. So you you express it in so many wonderful ways. Tell me how you happened to come to this point of knowing, of loving the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your strength. How did you happen to do that? Because you were born with a uh, in a difficult situation, pretty pretty compelling story. Won't you share that with us? Let's go back to the beginning. Really, um, you know, um, 
my mother and my father were so excited about being parents for the first time. But my mother fell down a flight of stairs in her seventh month of pregnancy. And I was born two months early. And I was born with a birth defect called a cleft palate, which means I had a hole in the roof of my mouth, which meant um, I had a lot of breathing problems. And um, the first thing that the doctor said to my parents were, she's not going to make it past 24 hours. They were Salvation Army ministers. My grandparents were Salvation Army ministers. They called on a phone in the, that day with a cord and um, called out and people prayed. And so I just turned 70, and so I guess uh, God had a purpose for me and a plan. And I knew that deep inside, even as an infant. Um, I had 13 surgeries in 12 years. And during that time in the, in the 1940s, uh, early 50s, um, in the hospital, you can only visit someone from 7 to 8.30 at night. So I was petrified as a young child, absolutely petrified for most of the time. And I couldn't speak because of the hole in the roof of my mouth. So I couldn't communicate to anyone. And my parents could only come 7 to 8.30 at night. And um, I love, I love what, it, what you were saying. You know, they were, they, yes, you said 7 to 8.30 each day, which is just such a short amount of time. It's amazing how they arrived at that would, what were they protecting you? They were protecting you or just monitoring you or whatever at the time the hospital would think that was important, but how you were limited in your contact with your parents, it's amazing. But what did they tell you? Well, when I was five, I had already heard about Jesus all my life, you know, even as a toddler in in, uh, Sunday school, and my parents talking about Jesus. And so they they came to me at 8.30, a bell rang, And I remember a a, a very big nurse shaking her finger and saying, you have to go. And I would have tears running down my face. And my parents leaned over me that night and they said, do you want to accept Jesus to be your personal Savior, Lord of your life, and your best friend? Five years old. I still remember that because I couldn't speak to anyone and so I, I nodded my head, yes, and they said words that reverberate even today, and they said, they can't make Jesus leave. And that's true for all of us, ever, in anything that we're facing, they can't make Jesus leave. So true. And so at five years old, and so you had those first five years in a in a hospital room, most of those five years, right? Were you able to live at home with your parents at all during that time? Or Well, after the surgeries. Which, Twelve surgeries. Yeah, yeah, and many surgeries. I would, I would be recuperating in my bedroom. Thirteen. I, I was an only child. Yeah. And so I was very lonely, and I was absolutely petrified of people. But as I grew and I could learn how to read, Deuteronomy 36 became one of my steadfast scriptures. Let me read it for you. This really spoke from God's heart to me. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, He is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. And I really needed to know that I would have someone 
with me, no matter where I was in the hospital, in the surgery, in recovery, or wherever I was, recuperating. Uh, and when my parents weren't there, I knew I had a special friend, and he would never leave me nor forsake me. And with all your pain and loneliness and that terror, all those you know, being put to sleep with 13 surgeries and then waking up and just in a hospital room or in a recovery room, just seeing people with masks and gowns on and all of that whole environment that was so anti what a child should be looking, you know, be involved in. And, and you were limited as far as your playmates probably uh, because you were recovering from so many of these surgeries. And so you said that you felt that the enemy would have had a heyday, wouldn't he? Well, how, how, what do you think about that? Oh, I was absolutely petrified of life, petrified of people. Um, you ever see little toddlers and they, they kind of hug onto their parents' uh, legs and they hide behind them? That's, that's my childhood. But in the midst of that, my parents would take me, they taught me how to play the accordion. They were both gifted uh, musicians. And I can remember five and six going out on the street corners with them and playing my accordion. And um, I didn't have to talk, which I couldn't. And um, on the way home, in the midst of all of this upheaval in my life and being scared and all that, they would, I remember them saying things like, isn't Jesus so good? We we were able to help Mary, who was a prostitute, which I didn't know at that time. We helped Mary find a home. She was homeless. And we helped Joe. We took him to the Salvation Army. He needed help. Well, Joe was an alcoholic. Of course, I didn't know that either. But the way that they talked about Jesus, he became so powerful to me, a, a person that loved with an overwhelming love. And I saw it practically, and I experienced it deeply. And you know, a disability or a, a, a difficult situation of, of like being, you know, alcoholism that that is only, or, or a cleft palate, that is only one aspect of who we are as a sum total person. But the one thing, and you know, I mentioned to you that I was cross-eyed in my, and legally blind in my left eye, and so kids made fun of me when I was being cross-eyed. I was a lonely little girl at five also, too. I would sit in the corner with just kind of hugging my knees in the kindergarten playground. I was lonely, too, because kids make fun of you. And later on as adults, if you're dealing with an addiction of some kind. That addiction is not who you are. That is not your name. God knows your name. God knows your personality. And so, but it's amazing how the one thing that sort of stands out, my crossed eye, the fact that you couldn't talk, um, you know, because of, and all those 13 surgeries with the effect of that, and the, and the woman that uh, was on the street for a while, and the man that um, had just taken too much alcohol, all those things. Why does that have to be our identity? It doesn't. That's the enemy heyday you were talking about from Satan. He wants us to think that's who we are. That's our badge. It's not our badge. Yes. It, Satan wants us to be engulfed in shame. Yes. You know, uh, to feel less than or defective like I felt, hopeless, not good enough. But we're good enough in Christ. And what he did for me is, as he healed my pain, he transformed it into passion. 
and he gave me a purpose. And he gave me um, a special connection to the underdog because I was an underdog. And he took it, and he took the good, the bad, and the ugly, and he transformed it for his glory and for my good. And that's why so many years ago when I I heard you speak at a church meeting and your scriptures that you gave about identity just resonated so strongly with me and other members of my family that I thought, oh my gosh, that is just for us to know that we don't have to live in shame and that we don't have to, our identity isn't in uh, worrying about if we belong to this certain club or, or we have to be accepted by others. We are accepted. Jesus gave everything for us. And you taught me that. You reminded me of that as a younger Christian. And it meant so much to me knowing that uh, He is everything. He is our all. Well, that's very humbling, and I appreciate that so much. But it's all about what the Lord is doing. And I think a key uh, for you and me and and the listeners is, will will we be willing to trust Him with our pain? Right. It's something, you know, it's amazing how that pain is sort of like it's ours, you know, we're going to hang on to that. It's my pain. I think I'll just pet that for a while. I'm just, it's mine. Don't take that, you know, because it's its almost a tangible thing. We, well, it is. We feel it inside. It knots our stomach up, doesn't it? It numbs us. It keeps us from doing and being. And and so, it's kind of something we just sort of pet, and, and it's that release of that pain that you have helped so the multitudes in the greater Sacramento area, Northern California, and way beyond those areas. You have helped people to release that pain and realize that it's all about the Lord and His filling and His presence. And that gives me great joy and great pleasure to know that what He has done in my life, then as He has filled me with His transforming love and healing power, and then it flows out to other people. It does flow. I'm so grateful for that. Well, Dr. Candy Mamula, thank you so much. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and we're going to hear about her books and her uh, just incredible message that she's giving to women in Folsom Prison. You won't want to miss it. So come right back. Attention event planners, Carol Brewer brings both the message and the music as she presents the King and I Women's Retreat. You'll deepen your walk with Jesus as you discover the heart-healing truths that establish your real identity as an heiress in His kingdom. Be refreshed and reassured in His presence and delight in singing His praises. Carol works closely with each event planner, ensuring a successful life-transforming weekend away. Learn more at BibleChicks.com. Reading, believing, living His Word Don't you know we're Bible chicks? I'm Carol Brewer, and we're back with Dr. Candy Mamula. And we were just talking about her incredible childhood, one that none of us would really choose, that's for certain, but how God uses our difficulty, our pain is just incredible, and she is so on fire and has been for years to share the truth of God's Word and to just love people and just be Jesus with skin on. Oh, that's who you are, Candy, I can tell you. And you have 
actually referred to yourself as a person, you know, just go, go, go. And uh, you kind of said that you, in all your serving, you had become a... Adrenaline junkie. Adrenaline junkie. Okay. And what was the adrenaline? I mean, just from what? Well, you know, when you, when you serve and you, you have the passion and the love of the Lord, um, I had my, my history is the Puritan ethic and Christianity kind of com- colliding in childhood. I, I come from an English heritage. So there's Puritan ethic, there's Christianity, the focus on serving, but I never really learned how to rest. And could you explain that Puritan ethic? Because... That would help me, too. Oh, the Puritan ethic is work, you know, oh, okay. work, work, work. Ah. And you connect that into serve, serve, serve. Mm. And uh, and then, of course, I talked about being with my parents uh, on the street corner and seeing all that God did. And, and, and it just, you, I have a type A personality, so I'm just on, you know, I'm on a high. Yeah. And um, adrenaline is kind of like speed, so I kind of humorously say, I'm a cheap drug addict. I make my own drug. Yeah, you know, and it's so, in, in so um, it is, it, how rewarding, how exciting when someone you're sharing Jesus with decides to seat Jesus on the throne of their hearts and make Him Lord of their life, and you see the life changing and turning, and boy, that is exciting. And, and so that work, 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 serve, 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 we, we do get, can get, really um, just pushed forward with that. And you actually thought that rest was... A bad word, a waste of time. A waste of time. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I didn't realize that I'm realizing now, and it's it's been like a 30 year adventure. Uh, partly because I had a heart attack, partly because I had a stroke. You know, I have a, a really thick cranium, and God has to get through to me in certain ways. And I am now, I think, just at the precipice of understanding, resting in His loving embrace. Mm. Anybody listening need a good rest? Do we need time to sit at the footstool of Jesus? I just love that He bids us welcome. We don't have to wait at the back door like Esther and worry and be uh, worry about being condemned to approach His throne. He's He bids us welcome, and we can just sit right at His footstool and just let Him minister to our hearts. And that's what you're finding out, isn't it, Candy? Yeah, and and it's. It's a tricky one in our culture, you know, because our culture is so doing-oriented. And really, what the Lord wants is for us to be with Him, and to really have intimacy with Him. And out of that intimacy, then flows everything from Him to other people. And your book, Intimate Conversations, just shares so many wonderful lessons about that and gives us an opportunity to do that. Tell us more about your book. Well, you know, we all have uh, things in our life that they're kind of points at uh, either pain or pleasure. In 2012, in September, uh, my soulmate, my husband Tom, passed away and went to be with the Lord. And in my grief, I had never read the Bible from the front to the back, Genesis to Revelation. And so, I felt like the Lord was saying, come away with me, rest with me, and in your grief, 
read my word. I have something to tell you special for this season. And uh, as I did that, I wrote down certain verses and uh, intimate conversations is a compilation of those verses. And then you, the person who reads it, writes their journey. And I'm, I'm just so excited about it. My, my husband, Tom, he knew how to rest. You know, God was so good, he gave me Tom, and mm. he he helped me, and he encouraged me, and he would take me up to the foothills, and I, I have to tell you this humorous story. He'd drive me up to the foothills to a cabin, and all the way up there, I'd be going, um, you know, this might not be just the right weekend, because I, I got things to do. <laughs> right. I got a Sunday school class I got to get ready for. I have a Bible college class I have to prepare for, and I would go over my thing, and Tom would go, uh-huh. <laughs> And keep on driving. And then we would take walks in the woods, and we would Mm -hmm. have what I call intimate conversations. And then, as I was reflecting, coming to talk with you today, I realized that's what I was doing back in the hospital. I was having intimate conversations. And in our busy, crazy life, we don't stop enough. And so now that's my passion to, to encourage and help other men and women stop, take time, and have an intimate conversation with the Lord. And how is God using your book with the women in, in the Bolson Prison Facility? Well, we actually, my, my friend Linda Smith and I, who we wrote together, now I can call him father, and Abba's precious daughter, we, we have gone through both of those series with the women at Folsom Women's Facility, and during that time, we have something called quiet time. And I have to tell you, the first time we did it, we, we did five minutes, focus on this verse, and have an intimate conversation. And afterwards, we didn't know how they would respond. And one lady put her hand up and she said, Candy, you don't realize what you've done. And we go, what? And she said, we don't have quiet. This is wonderful. One of the great fruits coming out of that. Can you give any other testimony? I'm sure you have just story after story, but how about another story from uh, specifically from a, a woman that has been touched by your ministry there? Or the, just all the whole group? You know what? About a month ago, so many things happened inside. And um, one of the ladies said, I want to read this scripture, but I can't read well. Mm-hmm. lady next to her put her arm around her and said, it's okay. If you can't read a word, I will help you. In a prison, in a facility, but finding Sweet. freedom in Christ. He's, freedom. The Spirit is free. He's raising up a mighty church inside the walls of a prison, raising up leaders. Now they're being released and um, going out and rebuilding their lives and now spreading the word and what, how He has transformed their lives with His love. And for the listeners, um, I, would you just pray with us and, and share your heart about maybe the, just all that's been going on for you in the truth of God's Word, wanting to, others to know the love and the peace. Would you pray with us about that, please? Dear Heavenly Father, our response is like the Psalmist 156. 
Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Lord, we just praise you today. We thank you for who you are and what you're doing in each of our lives, the lives of the ladies at Folsom Women's Facilities, the lives of the listeners and their families. Lord, and if anything, anybody out there is experiencing pain or loneliness or terror, feelings of worthlessness, I ask that as we lift it up into your embrace, that you would just cover us with your love and transforming power. We thank you, Lord, and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Candy, for that wonderful prayer. We are so blessed to have you with us today. If you, as a listener, would like to find out more about Candy, just go to the Facebook page, Intimate Conversations. You can hear a weekly video or see a video on Facebook, and Candy ministers a little piece of her book each week and and thoughts from her heart. It's such a blessing. And for those of you uh, who would like to find out more about Bible Chicks, please go to BibleChicks.com. You can find out more there. Our purpose here is that you would surrender your heart to Jesus, that you would know Him in a personal way.
Dr. Candy Mamula and I have surrendered our hearts to Jesus, and it's made all the difference in the world. Won't you do the same? If you don't know him in a personal way, seat him on the throne of your heart today. Make him Lord of your life. He is King of kings and Lord of lords, and he's here for all of us, our Savior. Won't you go to BibleChicks.com and find out more? You can listen to Candy's show over again. It'll be archived there. Also, visit me and keep in touch with me at my Facebook page, Bible Chicks with Carol. So thank you. God bless you for being a part of this show today by just being here with us. And remember that in Him we live, move, and have our being. Reading, believing, living His Word, praying, never receiving.